Welcome back to Punting Losses. I'm your host, as always, Harley. Um, welcome back, guys. A couple of things to go through this week. Um, I want to start out just by going through some some minor updates and tweaks to my um, to my big board from last draft, the 2023 guys. And then also later on, just wanted to touch on um, the 2024 class, just my uh, initial thoughts and feelings just from what the, um, I guess, the community, the, the drafting community is saying. Um, and yeah, let's get to it, guys. So yes, the 2023 class, um, I will just preface this by saying it's been a week. Oh, well, actually, maybe over a week. It's been just over a week. Um, so your rankings for these guys shouldn't change too dramatically. Um, I've had, yeah, what's this, 12, over 12 months now looking at these guys. So my confidence in what they can produce um, isn't going to be swayed after one week's worth of data. There are a few small, uh, minor tweaks and changes to make just because guys are getting um, more opportunity or less opportunity than we initially might have uh, hoped for in the case of less opportunity. Um, but yeah, if, if you're changing your valuation, these guys, dramatically after this short amount of time, um, don't. <laughs> just have a little bit of confidence um, that the work you've put in is right and um, these guys are going to either hit their strap soon or the ones that are maybe overperforming um, might come down to earth. But yeah. So I guess in terms of the guys that I have moved up or down, uh, I've still got Victor, obviously number one. I was one of the um, the guys that went against the grain and had Armin two, Scoot three, and Osar four. I'm still happy with that order. Um, Scoot obviously has struggled early on. I think it's always going to be hard for a point guard um, to start out extremely well in the NBA. There's lots to learn. And... I've still got full confidence in him to be able to um, get to a um, potentially an all-star level. Same thing with Armin. Um, he doesn't necessarily get the starting gig straight away, which I probably didn't think he was going to crack into from the start of the season. Hopefully it's something that he can work towards and really bring to, um, bring to fruition in the back end of the season or midway through. Um, but I've still got full confidence in both the um, Thompson twins of being awesome, awesome dynasty prospects just from their spread of stats, um, but still have concerns over um, sort of both their shooting, to be honest. Um, Armin's shot doesn't look great. It's it's I think it's better than what it has been um, leading into the draft, but yeah, still not great. Um, and Osar has really developed into um, almost like a point of attack defender. Um, getting some um, getting some good reps under his belt against some good offensive sides and and doing okay. I think he's he's always going to sort of get blocks now. I'm pretty confident in that uh, skill carrying over to the NBA. So I'm happy to see those. Um, I guess the only thing with him is you, you hope the ball um, for his sake the ball comes out of Kay's hands a little bit more into, into his. Um, but yeah, I think his his passing ability doesn't really get highlighted as much he's more of a um a key in the ch uh, a loop in the chain so to speak than than the real um offensive ball handling master that sort of Kade is 
but he, he fits that team super well. He doesn't need to be dominating the ball to be able to um, provide you assists, and he's doing quite well there. Um, then I had a bit of a tear break, I guess, and I've got Brendan Miller coming in here still. Um, I think he's doing what we thought he could do, um, scoring the ball well, shooting okay. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any real red flags with his game at all, really. He's, he's kind of done what I thought he would do. A um, couple of bigger games, 22 points and 17 points. Um, but yeah, a, uh, a good shooter who um, is shooting okay, I think. What's he? So averaging field goal is 48% from the field. So that's good. Good for a shooter. Takes a few threes as well. So yeah, he's going well. And also a few blocks just scattered in there, which I wasn't 100% sure. Um, how he would go getting blocks. Um, I thought his rebounds would be fine, but yeah, good to see that his blocks are coming through as well. And then I've got in next number six here, Jarris Walker, who isn't quite getting the reps for Indiana that I was hoping for, best case scenario. Um, I still think he's a, a fantastic prospect. I'm not going to drop him down um, because he's not getting reps. I think his profile is still awesome for someone who can defend well, um, score okay, um, potentially get some assists as well. I think the minutes will come. Uh, so stay strong if you're you're an owner and you have, yeah, have stock in Walker. Um, stay strong. If you're in Dynasty, you're definitely not trading him away for for nothing. Um, yeah, really strong profile. I think project out here, and um, I'm yeah still 100% confident that he can be the sixth best guy in this in this class. Um, next one I actually have moved up is Derek Lively. So I think I had him 8th originally. He's now up to 7. Really doing the most with his opportunity that he's that he's got. Um, like we kind of said all the way through the drafts, he is your um, great field goal percentage, rebounds, and blocks guy. And that's just what he's been doing. Um, hasn't been awesome from the line, but on limited, limited attempts. Um, so he's shooting 44% from the line at the moment but a massive 77% from the field. So while he's not getting heaps of um, shots up, he is very um, efficient with the ones that he's getting. And he's getting a lot of minutes as well. So he's had two games over 30 already. Um, so yeah, definitely high on what Derek Lively is doing. Awesome to see him get the opportunity that he deserves early on as well. Um, next, I've got the guy who mightily jumped over. That is Taylor Hendricks. Um, I'm a Hendricks owner, and it's it's hard to see where his minutes are going to come from at the very minute. Um, he isn't getting really any opportunity with Utah. Um, a lot of the minutes is with the other rookie, who I'll speak about soon, um, Keontae George. But I'm still, I'm still, yeah, I'm still a believer, obviously, in what Hendricks can do. Um, at the very minimum, he's going to be a three and D sort of prospect. Um, but I think it can be uh, a lot more than that, obviously. Picking him, what is he, 8th here? I think I had him 7th um, before, or well, 7th just after the draft. Um, he's played in one game so far, their first game of the season, in a blowout against uh, Sacramento, where he had 2.4 minutes, um, and he put up a whopping 1.1 and one rebound with um, uh, one free throw missed and one free throw obviously scoring he it's going to be a bit of a ride i think early on um if you drop him i guarantee someone else is going to pick him up and you'll feel like an idiot in a few months um 
I wouldn't necessarily try shopping him anywhere. I think his value is pretty low at the moment, given that he's not playing. Um, so if you're selling him now, you're, you're definitely selling him a, um, sort of buy, buy low, sell high sort of a thing. Um, so the other way around, buy high, sell low. Um, you don't want to do that. You, you want to wait until his value comes up if you want to move him. Um, but I, I wouldn't be looking to do anything like that at the moment. I still think, yeah, like I said, he is going to be more than a three and D in my eyes. I think he can score a lot better. Um, decent rebounder can get you blocks as well um, and some steals. I guess the only area that he isn't maybe going to provide in much value is his assist game. Um, but outside of that, I'm still still very happy with him inside the top ten. Um, and if if you're getting worried, just stay strong. It, it's going to be like this for a lot of rookies, where you're literally just holding them and and waiting um, as you are with Dynasty. It's a bit of a wait and wait and see sort of game with a lot of lot of guys, and he is the epitome of that right now. Um, so stay strong, guys. Uh, next up, we've got um, Cam Whitmore, who similar sort of story to Taylor Hendricks, um, isn't quite getting the opportunity at the moment. He did look very good in I think it was preseason or summer league. Uh, I think it was preseason. Or was a solid. Anyway, he has looked very good earlier on in the season and um, before the actual season began. Um, looks very aggressive. The issues surrounding him during draft night, and which I guess resulted in him dropping, doesn't look like there's anything at the at the moment um, injury wise with him. I know he did miss a little bit of time early on in training camp, but he looks all good now. Um, he's played a couple games so far, almost 10 minutes in the first game and 1.4 minutes in the most recent game against Sacramento. Um, yeah, he, it, it's like, there's going to be the same story with some of these guys. It's, it's wait and hold. Um, it's way too early to be dropping these guys down and saying they're busts. Um, that's not saying that Cam Whitmore definitely isn't a bust. Um, we don't know yet. A lot of these guys... From my point of view, my perspective won't be busts, but you won't know until they are, sort of thing. It's a bit annoying like that. Um, and I'm very happy to hold on to these guys. Um, there's huge upside for someone like Cam Whitmore. I know guys had him originally uh, top five on their big boards before he kind of fell down during the draft. So there's huge um, opportunity there maybe to buy low if you if you want to acquire him, um, sort of similar advice to Taylor Hendricks, sorry, where now is a good opportunity that they're not playing. It's it, Potentially, it's hard for the owner to hold them because they want to win and these guys aren't contributing at all. So, yeah, it could be an opportunity to buy, buy low on some of these guys. Um, and I think Cam Whitmore is a, a grade-A target for a buy low option. Um, I'll go through the next two guys and then just mention a few guys who um, kind of stand out to me. So the next one is Anthony Black, who actually started today for the first time. Huge, huge encouraging signs when you see that. Um, it it honestly means a lot more um, early on in the season that the kind of coaching staff have have some um, belief in this player. And some trust in them. Um, already, he played 30 minutes today um, in the blowout win against the Lakers. Um, 11 points, two threes, four rebounds, two assists, one steal. On a good shooting percentage, 66%. And a perfect free throw percentage of one from one. Um, he's someone I liked as well during the draft. Um, a kind of taller guard who's 
got a high IQ. Um, it was just going to be a little bit of struggle for him to find minutes at Orlando, um, which is why it's probably even more encouraging that he is finding some minutes early on. Um, he's played in four of their first uh, six games. So, yeah, good opportunity for him here to really show what he's worth um, and you'll get a kind of a good indication of the kind of player that he's going to be for your team. Um, next on my list, I have Keontae George, who is a bit of a riser as well. Um, where did I have him post-draft? Keontae George had him 14th. He's now up to 11th at being honestly pretty conservative. He could be up higher. Um, he... Uh, I wouldn't say he's a key player on the uh, Utah offense, but he's definitely doing a lot with the minutes that he's been given, and um, he has definitely impressed me, that's for sure. Um, he's played in every single one of the games so far. His highlight was in the blowout loss against Phoenix, where he had 27 minutes, um, 12 points, 2 three, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, um, percentages won't get 33% from the field, um, but he was two from two from the line and only two turnovers. So I think for Dynasty, you're kind of like, <laughs> you could be seeing dollar signs in your eyes sort of a thing where potentially you got him a little bit lower, um, a little bit later on in the draft and he's really had a positive outpact, uh, sorry, a positive impact early on, um, with the stats that he's kind of, um, putting up. And like I said, with a lot of these guys, the most encouraging thing is that he's getting minutes and there's trust there from his team. And honestly, it's just been a good story to watch. Um, someone who's maybe slipped a little bit um, on draft day. Um, I know he was up uh, on big boards, like around the 6 to 10 range at some point. He did slide a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's good to see that he's, he's really um, coming together well in the NBA. He's getting a good opportunity and he's really making the most of it. Um, um, and it's quite efficient, really. Uh, I think only one game, sorry, two games, he's shot less than 50% from the field. So, yeah, he's doing really, really well. Um, proud of what he's doing doing so far. All right, just some earmarks sort of guys here. Marcus Sasser has been um, awesome for Detroit so far. Um, so he's moved up a fair way on my board. I think he was like, uh, what was he? Pre-dra- a post-draft, sorry. Uh, he was 27th and he has gone up to 15th now so big rise from him um, and I just like what I'm saying like he's getting um, he's getting minutes he's, he can score he can shoot threes um, he had a game with 4 steals and, and 6 assists so good stats uh, spread and he's just yeah doing a lot with the minutes he's been getting and potentially earning himself more minutes Um and that's awesome. Uh, the next guy on here, Leonard Miller, who has been in the G League for most of the pre most of the season so far. Um, I am a Leonard Miller owner, um, and I'm definitely not looking to trade him at all. Not that there's a whole lot of value for him right now, given that he's in the G League. Um, but yeah, I know I still think long term he's going to be um, awesome for potentially points, um, but rebounds is one of his strong suits as well, and. Yeah, you're just going to be patient with guys like him. Um, if it's a, um, I mean, if, it, if he's costing you a roster spot and you're in like a win now sort of position, maybe you can move him then for something. Um, but 
yeah, he's another one of those guys where I believe in him long term. He's not really getting minutes now. Maybe if you can afford to hold him on your roster spot, uh, on your roster in a spot, um, then maybe make an offer uh, for him. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's just another one of those guys. Same with Walker, same with Hendricks, um, Whitmore as well, where it's unfortunate that we're not getting the minutes really early, but you're not going to get that with the rookies. You kind of have to just sit and wait. Um, and it could it could be it could be worse, to be honest. They could be injured. They could be playing games and just look terrible without any kind of um, good indicators that they're going to turn it around. So if they're not playing, it, it's potentially not all bad news. Um, they are getting plenty of reps in the G League. Um, yeah, they're going to get better, guys. So just hold tight. This is Dynasty. We know that this happens. We know that these guys aren't all going to play from night one. And we know they're not all going to start from night one either. So... So yeah, just some notes on the guys from last draft there. Um, along with this podcast episode, I'll do a, um, a post on Twitter as well, or X, on what that kind of list is looking like so you guys can have a visual look. Because I know sometimes it's it's hard to track um, <laughs> when you're listening to someone say, this guy's first, this guy's second, and then it gets down to 15th. So you're like, wait, who was 11th again? So yeah, I'll do a graphic. You guys um, can have a look at that. And now we're on to the next segment, which is talking about the 2024 class. So I'm not going to go through a big board yet. Um, still not sure on a lot of these guys. Um, you're kind of going in with uh, minimal information thing at this point in the season. Um, and you're going to be changing a lot anyway. Only a few leagues have actually started playing with some of these prospects. So I think the um, college season starts, uh, I think it's Tuesday, next Tuesday for me, or this Tuesday for me. So once that starts, I'll have a better idea on some of these guys. Um, but until then, just some overall thoughts on the class. Number one, um, it's not awesome on the top end. So there isn't really your, well, there's definitely not a Victor sort of guy in this class, but there's, there's no real like, even Scoot or like Chet level, um, even Scotty Barnes sort of level, uh, Boncaro, there's not that sort of like, this guy is going to be a huge difference maker in the NBA in terms of a um, franchise player yet that I've seen um, or heard. At the moment, it just sounds like there are some really good players. Um, it's It can potentially be quite deep with some of these guys. Um but in terms of the skill cap for this for this draft, it's not as high as we've had before, and it's um, potentially yeah quite poor. What does that mean for Dynasty? Uh, I had heard this sort of information kind of coming into last season, so what I did was made some trades to kind of front load my picks into the 2023 draft. Potentially, you guys might start wanting to do the same thing for next draft if you can. Hopefully, you should, you, yeah, you should be able to get into the 2025 class. There are some good prospects 2025. Um, Cooper Flagg is the one getting a lot of hype at the moment. He's definitely, I think, one of those top-tier sort of players that, that can be a um, franchise sort of player. But yeah, in terms of 2024 class, from what I've seen and what I've heard, there isn't that level at the moment. Um, but we'll wait and see and see if anyone really pops out um, later on. That doesn't mean there aren't guys I'm, I'm keen to watch and interested in. Um, 
this isn't a big board or anything like that. And these aren't ranked in terms of where I'll, where I'd pick them or anything like that. Um, but given that Alex Sarr is in the NBL and I'm in Australia, I'll be keen to get to a couple of Adelaide 36ers games when they play Perth and just see what he's like in person. Um, I've seen a couple of games of his, um, the comparison that I've heard, uh, was Claxton. I think that was Sam Pacini. So Claxton was kind of his comparison there. I think he's a bit more of a scorer than Claxton. He's definitely got the defense down pat. Um, but yeah, we'll see kind of how that develops. The next guy, Isaiah Collier from um, U- UGC. UGC is a turn, right? No, not user-generated content. What is UGC? USG? USC. God, in my... Um, <laughs> Give my letters all mixed up there. Yeah, Isaiah Collier... Um, Really because he's a high assist guys, um, a high assist guy. 6'4", 19 years old, um, obviously plays point guard. And these high level passes aren't what you see every draft. Almost like one, maybe two. And he seems to be one that can get you a lot of assists. So that's always interesting. Um, and I kind of like watching that as well. Next here I have Ron Holland. Um... From what I've seen, a little bit of a consensus number one pick at the moment. Um, I think uh, Tekon's got him second, but he, he'll he be interesting to watch. I think G League has, um, maybe for the first time, I don't know, it feels like they've just got a lot of talent in this draft that are like top 10 um, at the moment. You've got uh, Matthias Bozellis, Ron Holland, um, Azan Alamanza. Uh, Thierry Darlin. There's just a lot of guys, and it's kind of similar with NBL. I feel like NBL has a few prospects um, all of a sudden that are coming into the draft this year. So college maybe makes up a slightly lower percentage of the guys coming into the draft, um, but Ron Holland for G League is another one I'm going to watch. Um, I think just G League in general is going to be interesting. Um, they've had a few games already, and it's, um, yeah, it's kind of exciting to see... Um, more of a, not necessarily star-studded, but some of these G League guys kind of all entering the draft as like high-level prospects. Um, as a um, Wildcats fan, uh, Kentucky is my team. A um, couple of guys there worth watching for me. Um, DJ Wagner, or Wagner, um, and Justin Edwards. Um, always like good point guards in terms of ones that are um, strong passers. And Justin Edwards looks like he can be a solid scorer as well. Um, and then finally on here, Nikola Tropic or Tropic, um, who from the sounds of it is, he's a 6'6 point guard um, who can yeah really drive and make good decisions with a ball. Awesome passer. Another one of these guys in the draft um, who potentially um, will get you high assists. Like I said, they're not very common normally. Um, so, yeah, exciting to see another one alongside as I call it to track in terms of their high assist numbers. Um, but the, I guess the downside with him at the moment is that his defense is, it's not only poor, it's also, oh, it's almost, um, I wouldn't, I don't want to use the word embarrassing, but it, there are concerns about his level of defense and potentially his care factor on defense. So, interesting to see how... Um, yeah, I guess how that develops. Um, 
yeah, I guess another couple of NBL guys keen to see. Um, we've got um, Trenton Flowers from my local team. Um, hasn't started the season out too well. Um, struggling at the moment. And we've got Bobby Clintman as well, someone else. Keen to see. Um, and then also Bronny James, like another one for <laughs> USG or UGS, whatever I said before. Um, USC plays for, um, he obviously had those medical concerns and medical issues very very frightening for everyone involved there but really hoping he can get back to the court um and i don't know if it's been announced if he's going to play um the first game or not but yeah another one to watch so yeah really keen to see how this draft class develops um like i said not necessarily one for the high ceilings um but yeah one to watch uh, just on the 2024 draft class and the college season, um, highly encourage you guys to do, a, even if it's just for fun, um, and just with some like a smaller portion of your league, if not everyone's keen to do it, but a um, college draft on Vantrax. So we did one, a few of us from, um, or a few dynasty analysts, I guess, did one. Um, nothing too serious. It's more so just to get you guys, um, or to get us kind of, I don't know, following more of the, the college um, game in terms of a, a fantasy and dynasty sense. Um, and it's, yeah, nothing that we're taking too seriously. Though obviously, there's no prizes or, or punishments of finishing bottom or anything like that. It's more so draft some guys that you're keen to watch um, and have more of a, I guess, an attachment to those guys as well. So, yeah, encourage you guys to do the same thing. Um, just get accustomed to the names and kind of where they're playing and, yeah, all that sort of stuff, just for a bit of fun. Um, yeah, and that's that's it for me today, guys. Um, thanks, as always, for listening. Um, I'll continue to monitor the current draft class and then provide updates on the 2024 class, kind of as I see that uh, big board changing and adjusting. Um, but yeah, really keen to have the college season start and um, continue watching some of this um, uh, NBL season with some of these prospects coming in. Thanks, guys. I'll catch you next time.